0: So, what is feminism anyway? Today, we're going to unpack a lot and work to separate myth from fact. Let's jump into it. Hi, my name's Althea, and you are listening to Bridging the Divide by the Bipartisan Feminist Project. At its core, feminism is the belief in social, economic, and political equality of all sexes. It is typically separated into three different waves. First wave feminism, dealing with property rights and the right to vote. Second wave feminism, focusing on equality and anti-discrimination, and third wave feminism, which started in the 1990s as a backlash to the second wave's perceived privileging of white, straight women. Although it largely originated in the West, it has manifested itself worldwide and is represented by various institutions all committed to advancing women's rights. Now, a couple of our friends, listeners, and team members are going to share
1: what feminism means to them. Feminism, to me, is about global gender equality, and just global equality, period. It's about respecting women. It's about granting them the rights that they deserve inherently as human beings. It's about women's empowerment, um, giving all women access to opportunities and resources like education. And it's about women supporting other women. It's not about hating men or believing that women are superior to men. Um, to me, feminism has always been fundamentally about fairness, justice, equality, and basic human rights and freedoms. Um, And I think in that, it's important to talk about and recognize the intersectionality of feminism with race and socioeconomic status and sexuality, um, because obviously, sexism affects different women differently. um, And we have to acknowledge that feminism is not cannot be exclusionary. It can't be for some people and not others. Um, And I think we need to talk about that. Um, But to me, feminism really is just about fighting systems of oppression and um, openly talking about them and working to deconstruct them and also to actively fight against the programming in our own minds that uh, perpetuates um, sexism, racism, classism, and really just it's a lifelong educational process um, and a lifelong fight. And, um, but I think the bottom line is equality for everyone with no ifs, ands, or buts.
2: Feminism to me means female and male empowerment and fighting for the rights and issues facing both men and women. It means fighting for equal opportunities for both sexes.
0: Feminism is a belief that men and women are equal. As a preteen, I'm aware that women are still discriminated. An example is, in my school, they tell us to wear high socks so the boys wouldn't see our legs. This is unfair because we are not responsible for boys being distracted by us. They should know self-control. As I grow up, I hope to break down these injustices for all women.
2: Feminism is important because it makes sure that there is gender equality in society and that there is change in our country when it comes to more equitable pay with men, the right of women to make individual decisions regarding pregnancy, women's suffrage, and greater access to education.
0: Feminism is the belief that all sexes are equal. Feminism is not only for women, but for men as well. To me, being a feminist means standing up for all people's rights regardless of race and gender. As Nancy Pelosi once said, our country was built by strong women and we will continue to break down walls and defy stereotypes. Feminism to me means fighting for every girl to have access to an education, to have opportunities, and most importantly, to have the ability to make decisions for herself. And thus, to me, feminism also means supporting the women in your life, no matter the decisions they choose to make, and no matter your differences.
2: To me, feminism means including everyone and ensuring the equality of the sexes, genders, and so on. It's not just about women empowerment, it's about making sure that Everyone feels respected and everyone is ensured their rights. Feminism to me means breaking down gender roles which can be harmful for both men and women. Feminism allows men and women to behave as they please without necessarily being put in a singular box. Feminism breaks down these rules that dictate how a person should behave based on their gender.
1: I also think that feminism is about recognizing that there is no one way or right way to be a woman, um, and celebrating womanhood in every single form. Um, and also acknowledging that women own their bodies, and that our bodies aren't battlegrounds, and they are not something that can be legislated over um, <laughs> or controlled, especially by men, um, we own ourselves and that is what feminism is about it's about women owning their minds and their bodies and their thoughts and their power um, and celebrating that
0: a major thank you to all of our listeners who contributed to that beautiful segment Now, we're gonna jump into a couple of the myths and stereotypes about feminism. Oftentimes, in response to the feminist movement, many critics argue that men and women are equal and that no disparities exist between them when it comes to equal pay and education. There are a lot of misconceptions and myths surrounding feminism and what it stands for. One example of such a misconception is the idea that feminism has made women equal now And so there's no need for feminists or the current feminist movement. Nevertheless, this has been proven time and time again to be false because women are still behind in many different ways and are still paid, on average, less than men. In 2020, women earn 81 cents for every dollar earned by a man. Many jobs and careers are also not friendly to women and motherhood in general, punishing women for being mothers and raising families. Many jobs do not even offer women maternity leave, while women are still responsible for the majority of household work, with men averaging 7 hours a week, while women average 14 hours. Another misconception is that feminism is only for middle-class, white women, and does not cater to the needs of women from other races, classes, or sexual orientations. First wave feminism was a period of the feminist movement that occurred during the 19th and early 20th centuries. It was primarily centered around granting women the right to vote. However, this movement wasn't inclusive of all women and their needs. Modern day feminism is exactly the opposite, as it welcomes women from all walks of life to share their stories. This progression is also due to America's movement away from its racist past. Today, we see women of color reading the feminist movement and making their voices heard. These include Roxanne Gay, Sonia Sotomayor, Kamala Harris, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Another particularly common argument is that feminism only liberates women at the expense of men. This is simply false, because by breaking down standards put in place by society, both men and women can prosper and reach their ultimate potential. Men and women are categorized in roles that they are forced to play in society, for example, Men are taught to be emotionless and headstrong, never showing weakness or any feelings, especially sadness. On the other hand, women are taught to be ladylike, polite, complacent, never voicing out their opinions or judging anyone in fear that they may come across as bossy. Women and men often do similar tasks, but they're perceived differently by society when they do. Women as leaders are often seen as bossy, demeaning, while men are seen as assertive and confident. Feminists show men that it is perfectly normal and encouraged for them to show their emotions, and that it is harmful for them to always keep their emotions bottled up. This way, feminism isn't just helping women, it's helping all sexes and genders embrace who they are and become more united, Many supporters of the anti-feminist movement believe that feminists can be too angry and aggressive, and they use this as a justification for their lack of support for the movement. This plays into the trope that women are expected to be polite and never express their resentment or dismay. On a daily basis, women face the infringement on their personal rights. People are constantly fighting over whether or not women should have access or to their own bodies they're constantly being harassed and having to face harassment as a real thing in their lives daily and women should be able to express their frustration about that they shouldn't have to keep that bottled in women should never be shamed for their feelings and should be allowed to express them as it humanizes the movement feminists like others can feel upset and should never be shamed and invalidated for feeling that way now many times men are the criticizers of the feminist movement and have been hesitant to show their support nonetheless there are women out there who feel like they don't agree with the feminist movement and that they don't need feminism everyone needs feminism men and women women who believe in this ideology need to recognize their privilege in society they may be white upper class educated and straight not that there's any wrong, anything wrong with being those things. However, they do come with their share of benefits in life. Such women do not have to face the effects of a society that is designed against them because of race or class. However, they do face sexism in some way, shape, or form. These women may earn pay less than their male counterparts. Their opinions may be dismissed or regularly interrupted. They might get catcalled or harassed regularly on the street. Feminism caters to the needs of all women in all standings of life. Although some women with privilege don't face outright sexism as much as women without privilege, they should still show their support for others and be a part of the feminist movement. Being united is so, so, so important. (laughs) Feminism is not just about being a feminist and walking around saying things like, the future is female. As with any social justice movement, words mean nothing unless they are backed with action and purpose. The last thing we're going to focus on in this episode is pro women legislation. The first kind of pro women legislation that we support at Bipartisan Feminist Project is equal pay for equal work. As I said earlier, women on average are still paid less to do the same jobs as their male counterparts. While many people are under the the delusion that the gender wage, wage gap no longer exists, it is important to remember that women are still being consistently economically disadvantaged. In addition, black women and women of color are paid even less than white women, even though they are more likely to be employed in the workforce or work longer hours. There are many ways for legislators to support ending the gender wage gap, like allowing for data on wages for different minority groups to be collected by third-party institutions or allowing employees to disclose salary information or being able to sue their employers without fear of retaliation. Many times, the Republican-dominated Senate has refused to support stronger wage protections for women. However, accepting the wage gap can be a bipartisan issue. While many conservatives claim that women choose to enter into lower-paying professions, and so wage protection is unnecessary, it is important to remember that in addition to being paid less, for every 100 men promoted to a managerial position, only 72 women are hired, and while men hold 62% of manager-level positions, women hold only 38%. While career choice, which is heavily influenced by societal expectations about women and their roles in society, does play a part in the wage gap, within professions women are often overlooked for promotions and still underpaid, political parties need to come together about this issue and address the common truths in both sides. Another issue that goes hand in hand with equal pay is paid maternity leave. When women b- began to have a larger role in the American workforce in the 1960s, they were often fired or discouraged from returning to work if they got pregnant or were planning to have children. While much has changed since then, women are still facing many issues regarding pregnancy and work. Parents and working-class families can't afford to take time off of work to care for newborn children, but they often cannot pay for child care either. And while paid leave should be gender neutral and encourage both parents to take time off, this currently places a stressful and unnecessary burden on working mothers that could be resolved through federal paid family leave. Currently, the Family and Medical Insurance Leave Act gives some employees access to federally guaranteed unpaid leave, and under the Federal Employee Paid Leave Act, federal employees have access to paid leave. Expanding this access to paid family leave to all working Americans through federal legislation would ensure that more women are able to participate fully in the workforce and be better represented in professions that make child care difficult. The United States is one of the few countries in the world that does not have a national paid leave program depriving our workforce of valuable female talent and perspective and decreasing female participation in the economy. These are just two examples of how active lobbying and legislation can help the feminist movement. In upcoming episodes, we will talk more about combating sexual violence and the role of the Equal Rights Amendment in feminism. Wow, that was a lot. I am so thankful for everyone who participated, sent in responses, talked about what feminism meant to them, And I'm so grateful for you for listening and supporting this podcast. It means a lot to me and to my committee. We do a lot of work for this and I'm grateful that you're here. I just loved hearing what everyone had to say about feminism. It just makes me so emotional to know that there are such a great network of women and girls out there supporting one another. It's really amazing. So thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on Bridging the Divide.